0: Some folks like to believe that the new fantasy football season doesn't start until July. Some folks like to think that the new fantasy football season doesn't begin until after the NFL draft. But if you're listening right now, the new season starts today. You're in the doghouse. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking talking about. What's up everybody? It is your boy D-Roy and this is The Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Season 3 of the podcast. Season 6 of the Doghouse as a whole. I never thought it was going to get this far. And I know a lot of people out there didn't believe this was going to continue. But guess what, motherfuckers? We're here to stay. Me and whatever the hell the listeners want to call themselves. I don't care. The doggies, the doghouse vets, I don't care. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and on Facebook for the time being until I get censored. Dennis M. Roy over there. Uh, you can hit me up on Messenger. I... I'm going to start going through depth charts for the divisions. We're going to start in the north, work to the east, the south, and then the west. We're going to start in the NFC at the beginning of the week. Later in the week will be the AFC uh, side of things. I am going to get these copies out to everybody uh, this week. Uh, we'll get actually the NFC North and the NFC or the AFC North out this week. Uh, I need to get the color codings uh, sheet put together kind <clears> of <throat> one frame, tell you what the colors mean you know the dark blue at the top and then the really deep red at the bottom i mean it 's pretty easy to figure out if you 've been following along for the last couple of years that we 've been doing these um, you 're going to be you 're going to be pretty acclimated to it, uh, but I did kind of uh, I made it a little bit better in terms of figuring out <clears throat> the color codings, you know, dark to light, um, kind of tunes it in a little bit better, uh, gives you a better idea of uh, what these guys are really kind of ranked. Based off of Pro Football Focus's rankings or rating system, i uh, not going to give you those numbers if you want them you need to pay the what thirty-five forty bucks for the year uh, and you can have these numbers uh available to you <clears throat> so but uh let's let's be fair I don't want them telling me that I can't be doing this. So um the color codings are what they are. Uh it is based off of their ratings like I said. So oh Pardon me, I worked a 14-hour day today, so I'm a little tired. Um, that's why I always have coffee on hand. But um, <clears throat> it, it's going to make sense in the end. Uh, also have the future-slash-reserve uh, signing uh, players in there. These are basically your practice squad guys that are uh, going to qualify to be in camp. Hopefully OTAs uh, during the offseason. But uh, they're coming along really well. I have five of the eight divisions done. And uh, I should have the other three done by the end of this weekend. I want to get everything out. Once I get them all all done, I'll send them all out uh, and then continue to update. But we will be moving on to um, free agency as well as the draft. We'll be working uh, on that week by week, day by day. Hour by hour, whatever time I can get, that's what I'm going to be spending my time on. So, hopefully, everybody likes them. If you do not have, if you do not have access to these copies, you need to hit me up. Just DM me on any social media. Uh, if you missed it at the beginning, you're going to have to rewind it because I'm not going to give it again. Or you're just going to have to listen to the next podcast, and I'll do it again for you in there. Uh, news and notes. Uh, very sad news today. Uh, Vincent Jackson, ex-Chargers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver, uh, passed away at the age of 38 uh, in his Tampa Bay hotel that he had. Uh, very good guy. Uh, very, uh, he was a community guy, uh, family guy, um, and one of my actually one of my favorite players growing up as a fantasy football player. Through the years, I really liked Vincent Jackson, even though he pissed me off from time to time. But I still always, oh, he was one of those guys that I always went back to. I always had Vincent Jackson because you could always get him a little bit later in your draft. So, um, what else do we got going on here? Uh, there was news actually from Bruce Arians stating that uh, they almost cut Leonard Fournette before the playoffs. It was about week 14, week 15, right about in there. So uh, that was interesting. Um, Good thing they didn't cut him. Otherwise, they weren't going to win that fucking game. I can tell you that right now. Oh, what else do we got here? Uh, Jalen Hurts expected to gather Philadelphia wide receivers for workouts. That's fun. That's fun, yeah. We've got to figure out where... Carson Wentz is going to go because he wants to get traded, which I was kind of surprised. Um, once they once they did all their firings and, and then brought uh, Nick Sirianni in, I was kind of surprised uh, that he still wanted out. But apparently, that relationship is uh, is doomed. Is doomed. It's kind of like Deshaun Watson; his relationship is doomed just as well. Down in Houston, we'll have to just keep paying attention. And see what happens there. Um. Oh yeah, the strength and conditioning coach that that Jacksonville hired, uh, Chris Doyle. Um. He resigned. He was uh, he was the guy who was caught uh, at the University of Iowa making racist remarks. And uh, bullying some of the players, and uh, new coaching staff brought him in, and wow. As soon as that name popped up, I'm like, why Why do I know this name? Why do I know this name? And I'm like, oh, that's that asshole <laughs> from fucking Iowa. Oh, and I hate Iowa anyway, so. Uh, if you live in Iowa, I love you. I love you, okay? It's not you, okay? It's your state. I hate your fucking state. It's just, it's just, like, Iowa, it's like, it's there, right? It's just there. It serves no purpose other than just being underneath Minnesota, west of Illinois, east of Nebraska, and north of Missouri. That's literally its only fucking purpose in life. It really is. Why you live there, I have no idea. Apparently you love corn. I don't know. Tell me why I should love Iowa. Tell me why. Maybe we'll make that part of, maybe I'll put that out on social media. Like, tell me why I should love the state of Iowa. Because I swear to God, you're just this little bit above fucking Illinois. And everybody knows how much I hate Illinois. (sighs) Any which way. Let's get going on these depth charts. I'm going to try and keep this roughly at about an hour. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll go over. I don't give a shit. If we got good stuff to talk about, we got good stuff to talk about. Speaking of shitbag Illinois, who do we have first? We have the Chicago Bears. Ooh, Chicago Bears somehow snuck themselves into the fucking playoffs. I don't know how they did it, but I'll tell you what. They kept that coaching staff and the general manager in town. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Chicago. Way to go. <laughs> mm. ah, tastes like victory. Any which way. Let's start along the offensive line. Uh, very, very well-rated offensive line as a whole. Uh, one of the better offensive lines that I've actually constructed uh, looking at the overall ratings. Uh, from Pro Football Focus, of course. Uh, Charles Leno at left tackle. James Daniels at left guard. Cody Whitehair at center. uh, German Effetti at right guard. And Bobby Massey at right tackle. Now Effetti is going to be a free agent. His backup, Rashad Coward, is also a free agent. Uh, So it's going to be kind of a wait and see. Let's see what happens here. Because they also have Jason Spriggs. um who actually was one of their starters, uh, but he's now a backup. He's a free agent. Uh, Did not do well this year um, at either tackle or guard. So we're going to have to figure out what's going on here, or the Bears are going to have to figure out what's going on there as far as uh, continuing that offensive line play, which is going to be very important for uh, one David Montgomery. So we'll see what happens there. Mitchell Trubisky... Uh, if we go down to quarterback, he's a free agent. Nick Foles is there. Uh, the Chicago Bears are actually one of the guys who are <clears throat> vying for uh, Carson Wentz. Now the Eagles are asking for a fucking hell of a lot. It looks it's by the sounds of it, they want at least one first rounder and a second rounder, uh, and they've only been offered. I think from the Colts, it was. I think it was the Colts if my memory serves me right, it was two, it was two second rounders, uh, but they're looking for that first. And I doubt they're going to get it from Indianapolis. Um, because I want to say that Indianapolis was also, if they were going to throw in a first, they actually wanted another player in there. Uh, one of the rumored players was actually, um, Zach Ertz. I don't know if I completely believe that one. Um, but it kind of is what it is. Uh, Mr. Biscay is going to end up moving on uh, this offseason, uh, which is actually good for him. Um, Mitch actually rated out above, you know, a little bit above average uh, with his quarterback play. You know, not that much above average. So um, Nick Foles actually rated out a little bit better than him. The only problem is is that we really do not want Nick Foles as a quarterback of this team if we want... David Montgomery to succeed. We want a guy that's actually going to sit under center instead of being in a shotgun, uh, which is what Nick Foles really likes to do. So um, let's see here. David Montgomery, we're going to have David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and Artavius Pierce. They're all fine. No free agents there at tight end. Uh, We're going to have uh, now second-year player uh, Cole Komet uh, should take the starter's role. Uh, A little bit more uh, this year. Should grab it by the horns. Uh, I actually looked pretty decent. I was actually kind of surprised. Now it's nice that they only have uh, five tight ends on their fucking roster this year. Or starting out this year instead of like the 11 that they had going into that draft. Um, So we'll wait and see what's going on there. Uh, The only free agent that they have a tight end is Demetrius Harris. They can just let him go. Uh, They're not going to lose too much. Although Demetrius Harris is a better blocking tight end than, say, you know, Jimmy Graham's not going to block, and he's a little bit better than Cole Komet. But Cole Komet should come along uh, just fine there. Wide receivers, Allen Robinson, everybody knows, is going to be a free agent. He's gone. He's not coming back to the Chicago Bears. I'd be very, very surprised by that. Uh, Corderell Patterson, uh, the wide receiver slash running back slash, you know, Kick returner, punt returner. Uh, he's a free agent. And quarter Patterson Pattison actually rated out pretty well, rated out uh, above average, uh, which is good. You're going to have Javon Wims. He is there, but good God, they better not be relying on Javon Wims. Uh, slotted Dar- uh, Darnell Mooney in as the starter going into this next season, uh, which he has earned above Riley Ridley. Uh, then you have Cast, you know. Famous New York Giants castaway Dwayne Harris, uh, he's also a free agent. Uh, no big loss there. Anthony Miller uh, should be entering. Actually, should be entering the final year of his contract. Uh, still slots in at slot at, at uh, slot wide receiver. He came in at about average. Uh, DeAndre Carter backing him up, and then of course uh, the Bears will be hoping that Eddie Piniello. Uh, Can actually start the season But who knows the Bears fuck up kicker Every year Uh, Cairo Santos who they did bring in this year When Pinero got hurt uh, He is a free agent So it'd be interesting to see uh, What they do Here if they bring uh, Santos back And actually maybe kick Pinero uh, to the curb That's another option as well Moving on to the Chicago Bears Defense if I can stay on that Slide thank you very much uh, let's start at uh, let's start along the defensive line three four defense. Uh, we got Billy Nichols. Uh, he's fi- he's uh, rated well above average, um, and then backing him up was Mario Edwards Jr., uh, who I believe they traded with uh, New Orleans. If I'm not mistaken, he's actually a free agent. Um, he got hurt too, if I'm not mistaken. And then Roy Robertson-Harris is also a free agent, so they're going to need somebody to back up uh, behind Billy Nichols. And there you'll have Eddie Goldman back at nose tackle. He opted out last season due to COVID. So he'll be back. He'll be manning the front. John Jenkins would be his uh, backup. He's a free agent. Daniel McCullers as well uh, is hitting free agency. Akeem Nix would be the defensive end with uh, Brent Urban. Uh, hitting free agency, both above average. Brett Urban actually rated uh, as a, you know, quote-unquote good player uh, in the dark green. Moving the linebacker will move weak side to strong side. Um, And I should note that, I should note this actually here. Um, You will notice this year that the slot wider. if we go back to offense just for a minute, uh, I move the slot wide receiver back over to the left side, tight end over to the right side. That's going to be your strong side is the side that the tight end is on. So if you were to look at the offense versus defense, then your strong side, especially for your linebackers and your safeties, they're going to be on the right side of the slide. Okay. So when you look at Robert Quinn on here, Rated just above average. Uh, He's going to be a weak side linebacker, backed up by uh, Barkevis Mingo, who's hitting free agency, and James Waters. Uh, Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith, man the inside. Uh, Trevathan was rated extremely poorly, uh, and he's a terrible person. Uh, We all hate Danny Trevathan. Uh, Roquan Smith did rate out uh, above average. Uh, but Roquan Smith is a guy that uh i he grew he grew this year uh at that middle linebacker position. I really like Roquan Smith as far as a player um so he should be good to go. I would see him actually rate out better uh coming into his third year uh <laughs> good God we' gotta play the name games now uh backing up Trevaith and Joel. I Bunaway <laughs> I I I don't know names. I will try. I will try. Ieg Bunaway. Joel Ieg Bunaway. Who actually rated out very well. Um and then Josh Woods backing up Brookwan Smith, Josh Woods. Woof. Woof. They need to find a better backup or at least get rid of Danny Trevathan and uh Get a better player in there. Khalil Mack uh, mans the strong side, backed up by Travis Gibson. Khalil Mack rated as elite. And I should mention that Mario Edwards also rated out as elite. Um, But take a lot of the backup guys with a grain of salt. Um, When you see a really strong rating on there, you're going to want to see how many snaps they actually played because some of these guys, they'll only play... You know, say less than a hundred snaps, and they'll be playing. You know, pretty decent during that time frame. Um, but you know, is that core? Is that going to correlate out to a full season? That's kind of always been the. That's always kind of the question. And I, you know, so I'll play that with a grain of salt and just say, look, Mario Edwards rated as elite. Is he actually an elite player? Probably not. Corners, we're going to have Jalen Johnson on one side. He was a rookie this last year. He actually rated uh, just slightly below average, uh, hit, backing him up. Duke Shelley, Kendall Vilder, or Kendall Vilder, my bad, uh, and Trey Roberson. None of them really uh, scream fantastic. Uh, Kyle Fuller actually rated just above uh, above average. Uh, for this season, he was getting he was getting beat every once in a while. Uh, Artie Burns was brought in for one year. He's going to hit free agency. He got hurt before the season even started. And then you have Michael Joseph backing him up. Uh, slot corner, of course, is Buster Screen, who is slightly below average. Uh, that's actually probably a markup from last year where he was really below average. Safety positions at free safety, you'd have Eddie Jackson. Uh, Shariq McManus is hitting free agency. Uh, Jordan Lucas is coming back uh, as a COVID opt out, so we'll see where he is uh, this off And then at strong safety, you got basically everybody's a free agent. Tayshon Gibson, the starter, who rated well above average. Uh, Deion Bush as average, and DeAndre Houston Carson, uh, who was slightly below, rated slightly below elite. Um, all the strong safeties are are pretty much, I would expect, probably gone. Probably bringing Tayshaun Gibson back, I would assume. Um, but where they're going to find the money is kind of the next question, and we'll get to that one in a second. Punter uh, Patrick O'Donnell is also a free agent. It's a punter, although Patrick O'Donnell's been pretty decent, but he rated below average for this year. Or slightly below average, I should say. Uh, Currently, the Chicago Bears are $577,054 below. Or actually, I should say above the salary cap. That's how much uh, money they got to get rid of. Uh, Let's see here. They have 8 free agents on offense total. And then 12 defensive free agents for a total of 20 free agents for this year. Uh, they also have a new defensive coordinator in Sean Diessi. Uh, this season we will get in a little bit more with the coaching staffs and uh, really kind of take a look uh, not only at the offensive coordinators, D coordinators, but also the guys uh, backing them up at the skill position, coaches, <clears throat> and uh, and see where these teams really are at. Moving on, we are going to Detroit. Yay, yay, Detroit! Oh, let's go bite some fucking kneecaps, huh? Dan Campbell, the new head coach. Oh my goodness, my goodness, he's gonna be gone in three years. Uh, he his new offensive coordinator is one Anthony Lynn, uh, who came from uh, uh, L.A. Aaron Glenn, former cornerback for the New York Jets, a long time, long time corner for them. I loved Aaron Glenn when he played. Uh, he's their new defensive coordinator. This is going to be real interesting to see how he, how his, him and his system are going to work here. Uh, special teams—they they brought in Dave Fip. Fip, I just love that name, David Fip. They brought in David Fip for their. Special teams, oh, bless his heart. David Fipp. bless his heart. The Detroit Lions offensive line actually wasn't terrible, um, uh, especially in two spots. It was actually really pretty decent, uh, but they do ha- still have some holes to fill. Uh, Taylor Decker at left tackle, very, very good. Uh, Jonah Jackson was a average. Frank Ragnow, very, very good. Uh, Ode. Obushier. Obushi. Ode Obushi. Ode Obushi is hitting free agency. He's the right guard. Uh, he actually rated above average. So did uh Tyrell Crosby at right tackle. Um I actually wouldn't be surprised if we see a uh, shift in here. Uh, maybe Tyrell Crosby going to right guard, and that would bring Hella <laughs> Halley Vitel. Uh, back up to uh right tackle. I'm not saying his whole fucking name. I'm just not. Um Vital Vitale was uh rated as average. Um I'd like to see him get another shot at right tackle. Uh we'll see what happens there. But uh, uh very short on backups here. We behind Taylor Decker, you're gonna have Dan Skipper and Matt Nelson. Uh, and then at at uh, center, you're going to have Joel Dahl. Uh, Russell Bodine will be back. He opted out. He was a COVID opt-out. Uh, and then you have Logan Stenberg backing up the guards in there. Uh, but he didn't see any uh, actual playing time. So we'll have to see. They're going to have to really focus on building that up. They're going to really want to get some depth in there. Um, cause that, I didn't, I didn't even realize that they were that shorthanded, uh, along their offensive line. Uh, Detroit did may, uh, trade Matthew Stafford to the LA Rams and they brought in one Jared Goff who actually rated quite a bit above average. Um, but I mean, he's hot fucking garbage. I mean, it kind of is what it is. We've talked about this, you know, for years that, you know, Sean McVay needed to talk to him through a fucking headset. That's it's the only way he could run fucking plays. He couldn't, he couldn't uh, uh, audible out of anything. He was just, he was just terrible. It's just, I don't know. He just holds onto the ball way too fucking long, way too fucking long for me. And I think that's why I didn't like him. He just made poor decisions. I mean, the guy doesn't even know what side uh, side of the earth that the uh, that the sun rises and sets in. In Christ. Ooh, snowplow, snowplow. Uh, Chase Daniels should be the backup again, uh, along with David Blau, both below average. David Blau, of course, is. I mean, just look at the name Blau, and you know he's already rated in red. Uh, Jason Cabinda should be the fullback here. Uh, and then, of course, we're excited for DeAndre Swift. Should get the lead back role uh, with Adrian Peterson hitting uh, free agency. And then Carry uh, On Johnson still backing up. Uh, still has another year that Carry uh, that On Johnson. So now we're going to move over to tight end. At tight end, of course, we have one TJ Hawkinson, who rated very, very well. uh, Very dark green. Uh, Should actually be one of Goff's favorite targets, but who knows what's going to happen. I mean, with Dan Campbell there and Anthony Lynn, they do like tight ends. Uh, We saw that with Hunter Henry. Um, We'll just have to see. We'll have to see. Dan Campbell, former tight end, he's going to like him. Uh, Jesse James. would be backing him up as of right now. And then, of course, Hunter Bryant, uh, who actually rated out very, very well in his very limited time. Moving on to the wide receivers, we know that we have Kenny, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are both hitting free agency. Uh, Kenny Galladay, very shortened season, was rated, rated very well, though, for that shorted, uh, shortened season. Uh, Marvin Jones as well. It's probably one of his higher ratings uh high highest seasonal ratings according to pro football focus in quite some time. Uh Mohamed Sanu brought in as a rental. He's gonna hit free agency. Uh Quintez Cephas right now would be slated in as a starter uh but expect somebody to somebody to get brought in uh rated just above average there. Uh and then they'll also get Geronimo Al- Allison back as a COVID opt out and What the hell is going on, Mike? Fucking cats are fighting. Uh, Dromo Allison should be back uh, from this COVID opt-out. So he'll be vying for a spot in there. Now at slot, got Danny Amendola and Jamal Agnew are both free agents. Uh, I would expect maybe Amendola to be back, but I don't know about Jamal Agnew. Then, of course, if we want to deal with kicker, uh, Matt Prater rated just above average. He should be back for another season. Uh, but they do have a future reserve guy in Matthew Wright that they might take a look at and quite possibly move on from Matt Prater. I believe that he is actually making way too much money. So that brings us over to the defense. We're going to start along the defensive line. Uh, Deshaun Hand, that's a 4-3 defense. We're going start with, to start with Deshaun Hand on the, on the left side. And then you have... Uh, Behind him, let's see, both Romeo Acquara and Everson Griffin, both free agents behind him. Uh, D-tackle, you have John Pensini, who was below rated below average. Uh, Danny Shelton behind him uh, was, you know, spelling from time to time, kind of mixing into the thing. He was slightly below average. And then you will have John Atkins back from his COVID opt-out. Uh, Nick Williams at the other D tackle position, rated slightly above average, with Deshaun Cornell. And one Kevin Strong, who is rated horribly. Uh backing him up in there. And then of course you have Trey Flowers at the other DN spot uh rated very, very well. Uh but with Austin Bryant slightly below average. And uh Julian Aquara uh rated as a Guy that maybe is not gonna keep on this team, uh, probably be a first cut type guy. Uh, weak side linebacker, you're gonna have Christian Jones, uh, rated well below average. Uh, Jalen Reeves mayben behind him is gonna hit free agency. There, middle linebacker, this is really weak spot here. Uh, Jelani Teval, uh slotted in as starter. He is, whew, he's red. Uh, Gerard Davis, a backup. He is going to be a free agent this year. And then Sean Dion Hamilton, who is also rated well below average uh, as the third middle linebacker. Jamie Collins, slightly above average there at the strong side linebacker. And then you have Reggie Ragland, who's going to be hitting free agency. Uh, the corners, Jeff Akuda, who uh, did not have a very good rookie year. Uh, behind him, you have both Daryl Roberts and Tony McRae hitting free agency. They can both leave. Uh, Amani Aru Awaware. I cannot believe that he was rated just slightly below average. Um, and then Desmond Trufant, of course, well below average. And then Mike, and Mike Ford backing both of them up. Uh, Mike Ford was actually rated pretty decently. Still got burnt from time to time. Uh, Justin Coleman did not have a very good year as a slot corner. He is rated below, well below average here. And then moving to safety, you have the free safeties. You have Tracy Walker, just a hair below average, uh, with Will Harris backing him up. Miles Killebrew, I cannot believe he's still on the team, uh, but he's going to hit free agency and probably be gone there. Uh, Deron Harmon at strong safety is also hitting free agency. They would actually be pretty smart to actually keep him. Uh, he played actually really above average. C.J. Moore backing him up, slightly above average. And then to finish off the defensive side, you're going to have Jack Fox, the punter, uh, actually rated out as a very, very good punter uh, overall. So seven offensive free agents, nine defensive free agents for a total of 16. The Detroit Lions are 1.5 million over the cap. So they're going to have to cut some salary somewhere. And then they took on, they basically took on Jared Goff's contract, but most of that's, I believe, getting paid uh, at least for the first couple of years by the uh, L.A. Rams, and then they'll probably (laughs) tell them to go pound sand and get the hell out of there. All right, next, Green Bay Packers have the head coach, Matt Lafleur, offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Nothing changed there. Uh, But they did change on the defense. They brought in Joe Barry, who is part of the L.A. Rams crew over there. He was an assistant uh, to Sean McVay as well. Uh, Special teams would be Maurice Drayton. I'm actually excited. I'm kind of excited to see what Drayton can do uh, with the special teams unit. I've always kind of liked him. So we'll see what happens there. But when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, let's start with the offensive line. Uh, David Bakhtiari, who of course went down with the ACL. He should be good to go by the beginning of the season. Uh, We'll have to see what happens there. Uh, Lane Taylor at left guard. He is going to be a free agent. Corey Lindsay is a free agent. Uh, He was uh, actually the second highest rated uh, lineman to Bakhtiari. And then I have Elton Jenkins at right guard for right now and Billy Turner at uh, right tackle. Uh, That could change, too. Uh, If Lane Taylor happens to go, I could see quite possibly you could have Elton Jenkins move over by Bakhtiari over there, Uh, Billy Turner slip back into the right guard slot, and then Ricky Wagner taking over at right tackle again. Uh, But we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, Jared Valdir is... Actually, I thought he signed a one-year contract when he came back for the playoffs, but apparently he didn't, uh, and he's back. I'm going to double-check that one. But uh, he'd be the backup for Bakhtiari right now. Uh, Lucas Patrick would be the backup. where Lane Taylor is. John Runyon Jr. behind him. Uh, oh, Yosoy Nije- Neiman. <laughs> Yosoy Neiman would be the third right uh, left tackle over there. Uh, Simon uh, Stepniak, uh, he's going to be the backup for Elton Jenkins. And uh, Ben Braden would be backing up both guard spots. So they're pretty deep. Um, Hopefully they're going to be able to keep some of this line, but we're going to get to uh, their salary cap figures, and it's going to be kind of hard. Aaron Rodgers, of course, when we move to quarterback, he is rated as elite. Uh, backed up by Tim Boyle, who actually got a rating for (laughs) the couple of snaps that he actually took that weren't uh, kneel downs. He rated below average. It was kind of funny. Uh, Josiah DeGuera for the limited time that he was playing, they were moving him around for fullback. Uh, Like to do that with the tight ends. You'll notice, uh, if you notice in the playoffs, they were using Dominique Daphne. Uh, the guy that basically came out of nowhere, they're using him in a similar fashion. Um, <clears throat> so when DeGuerre gets back, he should man most of that fullback duty. Uh, Aaron Jones at running back free agent. And then Jamal Williams is also a free agent. Uh, I am expecting, and they actually both rated out very well. They rated out in the dark green. Um, I'm expecting that Aaron Jones is actually going to hit free agency and then Jamal Williams is actually going to get signed. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but A.J. Dillon should be uh, the early down back in the system here, and he rated out He rated out just as well as Jones and Williams. Patrick Taylor backing them up. Didn't really see any action this year. Uh, Tyler Irvin, who the Packers brought in this year, uh, hits free agency. Dexter Williams, they still have as a future reserve, as well as Mike Weber, uh, who was uh, actually with the drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. So, moving to tight end. Mercedes Lewis, he's going to hit free agency. He's probably going to retire here. Uh, Robert Tunyon, rated slightly above average. Uh, I'd like to see what happens here with Tunyon and... uh guy who's going to be going into his third year, and Jay Sternberger, who got rated as average, but he was out with injury most of the year. I still want to see these two together. Um, but I question whether or not Tunyon or Sternberger can actually be a good blocking tight end. That's kind of be kind of a, a grow into role. But Tunyon, he's been all right. It's more of an inline uh, tight end. So we'll see there. Otherwise they got John Lovett, not the John Lovett from uh SNL fame. And Dominic Daphne. They also oh the future guy the future guys too. They actually have Isaac Nauta, who was on Detroit, uh slightly above average. We'll see what happens in here. They actually have a lot of tight ends. This is it's kind of embarrassing because really right now they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight eight if you include Deguera. So I shouldn't make fun of the Bears because the Packers are doing the exact fucking same thing. Uh, Devontae Adams, of course, elite rated on the le- as the left wide receiver. Uh, Equinamia State Brown and Malik Taylor uh, backing him up. They were both rated as average. I would say they were actually below average. Uh, and then you have KB on Ento in there as well. Uh, on the other side, now, if they go too wide, if they go too wide with this, uh, two tight end sets and having the two wide receivers, um, you'd actually see Alan Lazard be on the outside. Uh, because they set this up as a three wide sets, uh, you will see that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is manning the opposite side of Devontae Adams, rated slightly above average there. We will see Devin Funches. oh, God, fat Funches. Uh, come back from his COVID opt out. God, please fucking retire. Um, and then future future reserves in Reggie Begelton, uh, who was the CFL guy, and Juwan Winfrey, who was a undraft uh, undrafted rookie wide receiver last year, uh, with Lazard uh, in the slot. Now all of them actually see the slot. In here in Adams Lazard and MVS, so uh but Lazard I'm I'm still thinking he's going to be in the slot for the most you know for the most part. Uh Tavon Austin would be backing him up uh if he wasn't a free agent and gonna be gone because uh yeah, he's hot fucking garbage. Moving on to the defense for Mr. Joe Barry. Still got the three four set. Um, We are going to see what happens here. I would expect a little bit more hybrid 4-3 here this season, kind of like what the Rams do uh, every once in a while. But we'll start here at D-Tackled. Tyler Lancaster, uh, backed up by Kingsley Kiki. They're both uh, slightly above average uh Anthony Rush I'm actually want to see Anthony Rush get on the field a little bit more uh kind of like that kid he rated uh just a shade above average there uh Kenny Clark actually is going to be your highest rated defensive lineman um backed up by you know Snacks Harrison who's going to hit free agency he only signed for this off uh, for the playoffs and then Billy wins hitting free agency Dean Lowry at the D end position, slightly above average, but he was coming on. He was coming on a little bit late, uh, but I still, God, uh, like to see him play a little bit better, uh, considering the contract that he signed. Um, Montrevius Adams is going to hit free agency. His backup, so we'll see what happens there. Linebackers start at the weak side. This is Darius Smith, highest rated linebacker. Uh, on the board, backed up by Randy Ramsey. Uh, Tippa Galea, uh, sign of future reserve, slightly above average. I like Tippa Galea, like to see him get on the field a little bit more. Uh, Chris Barnes, the undrafted linebacker, rated uh, below average. Uh, probably would actually be rated a lot better if he learned to stay on the fucking field uh, a little bit more. Um, but we'll have to see what happens there. Ty Summers' backup was actually rated slightly a little bit better, um, but not not terribly that much better. Uh, James Burgess then hitting free agency as a backup inside linebacker. Christian Kirksey, I told you, Paul, I did not like Christian Kirksey, but he does every once in a while. He does flash, uh, but just not enough for me. His backup, Kamal Martin, and then, uh God, Owen, Oren Burks. Oh, you see this deep, dark red? That's a, the scale goes, uh, your elites are, like, rated in the 90s. Um, Oren Burks is rated in the fucking 20s. That's what dark red, that's what dark red means. He's, like, a 20s. He needs to Completely get cut He needs to not have a job How much are we paying Orin Burks I'm telling you this way too fucking much Uh, Rashawn Gary came along This season Rated slightly above average Uh, Actually was out snapping uh, Preston Smith at times uh, Especially late in the year Getting it done Uh, Jonathan Garvin uh, As the backup Outside linebacker They're actually pretty set I think at linebacker uh, this year we'll have to see what happens uh, and they're probably i wouldn't be surprised to see them take another try another inside linebacker um we'll have to see what barry what Barry has in store though um it's all gonna be based off his system so but uh l a last last couple of years they've actually had some decent linebacker play, so it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Uh, let's go to the corners and uh, Kevin King, free agent, he gone, uh, rated below average or slightly below average. Josh Jackson backing him up uh, will not see him uh, take a snar- uh, starter snap. Uh, he'd be better off switching in the slot instead of uh, Shannon Sullivan over there. Um, Perry Nickerson was injured. Uh, Going into the season, so he didn't take any real snaps Uh, Jair Alexander, they're fine there He's a rated elite uh, Backed up by Kadar Hallman And Stanford Samuels the third, Who actually signed a future reserve Uh, That kid's actually not too bad I'd kind of like to see him get a little bit more play Uh, Then at free safety, you're going to have Adrian Amos Who's rated slightly below elite Uh, Good for you, Amos uh, backed up by Will Redman, Raven Green, who I Raven Green, who I really really like, um, but he does get burnt a little bit too much. Uh, and then Henry Black, uh, your strong safety is going to be Darnell Savage, who's rated uh, above average, uh, slightly about he's rated right about where the you know the the really good players are. Uh, and then Vernon Scott backing him up with Ennis Gaines being the future guy. Uh, J.K. Scott. Very, very highly rated punter, according to the PFF on there. I was a little bit surprised on there. So Packers have seven offensive free agents. They have five defensive free agents for a total of 12 overall. They are $21.8 million over the cap. Uh, So they're going to need to cut that. Now, we haven't actually talked about a lot about the uh, salary cap this year. They're actually expecting it to go down, which is not good at all. And I believe this cap that uh, I go, I use a site called Track. You can, S-P-O-T-R-A-C. Um, you can actually take a look at it. It's, the salary cap is based off the top uh, 51 players. Uh, so even with the future reserve contracts, those aren't actually included in there, uh, for most of your practice squad guys. So, um, it's just kind of something to kind of look at. It's it's fun. I, it changes, it changes once, maybe twice a week, uh, just based on the contracts that are going in there. Free agency, it's just a complete shit show to even fucking really kind of, you know, keep track of it, Uh, but I do do it, it's, uh, yeah, it's fucking terrible, Minnesota Vikings, let's finish out strong here, Uh, head coach Mike Zimmer, of course, coming back, Uh, Clint Kubiak is taking over as offensive coordinator, Uh, that is Gary Kubiak's son, Uh, so he'll be a first-time player, offensive play caller, Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Adam Zimmer and Andre Patterson return as defensive co-defensive co- coordinators and new special teams. Coach Ryan Ficken is taking up. Ficken. Fickin, You know people made fun of his name, right? They're just like, okay, Ficken, you fucking. Come on, Fickin, Look, Fickin's fucking. Ryan Fickin's fucking. <laughs> or just straight up, Ryan fucking. Ryan fucking. Ryan, fuck. All right, I burned that one through. Let's start with the offensive line. You have Riley Reef at uh, left tackle, backed up by Rashad Hill, who is actually going to be a free agent. Uh, Reef actually came back. He got rated pretty damn well this year. Uh, that's a bounce back from last year. Dakota Dozier went down, though, at left guard. Uh, he's hitting free agency. The only backup they had for him was is actually Kyle Hinton, uh, who was hurt uh, going into the year. Garrett Bradbury at center uh, rated slightly above average. Brent Jones, his backup uh, is going to be hitting free agency. Ezra Cleveland also rated above, uh, slightly above average at right guard. Drew, uh, Drew Samia, uh, his backup. who he's in the red. He's in the red. Stay away. Stay away. He's in the red. Uh, Brian O'Neill at right tackle uh, rated very well in dark green. Uh, uh, Olisimeka, Udo. I don't know. You don't. You don't. You don't know either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Uh, he's rated. Uh, he's O'Neill's backup. Rated slightly above average in there. Um, so offensive line is going to still need a little bit of help, uh, especially at that left guard position. Uh, we'll have to see what they do in there. Kirk Cousins actually rated in the 80s, low 80s, but um, gets the blue, gets the slight blue. Uh, Sean Mannion, his backup, is actually going to hit free agency. This is going to be actually kind of curious. Uh, f- I'm, I'm actually kind of curious to see what's going to happen with the backup. If they're going to re-sign Mannion or if this is going to be Nate Stanley uh, who who had signed a future reserve contract. If he's going to actually move up and actually be the backup. Uh, Nate Stanley was quarterback at Iowa. Uh, um, last year was his rookie year. So we'll see what happens there. Oh, God. C.J. Ham, the starting fullback, rated slightly above average. Ooh. Dalvin Cook uh, at running back, rated slightly below elite. Slightly below elite. Alexander Madison, his backup, was actually still rated in the 80s, uh, just with the lesser blue. Uh, Amir Abdullah, the reject from Detroit, uh, he's hitting free agency, and then you have Michael Boone still there uh, with Tony Brooks James uh, finishing it all out there. Uh, So good running back uh, group. You don't even need Abdullah. If they really wanted to, they could put Madison and Cook together. Um, or even use Michael Boone uh, instead of Amir Abdullah. At tight end, you're going to have Kyle Root. Ru- you're still going to have Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr. I want to believe that they're going to fucking cut Kyle Rudolph. I don't know why they signed him to an extension, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle Rudolph actually get cut. And then you'd have Irv Smith, who rated better than Kyle Rudolph, and Tyler Conklin actually be the kind of two-headed guy. We kind of saw that later in the year. They were throwing a little bit more to Conklin, a little bit more to Irv Smith, and not so much to Kyle Rudolph. So that's kind of my take on that one. Hale Hench- Henches, who came over from uh, the Dushkin News, uh, did not actually take any snaps, so he didn't get rated. Uh, Brandon Dillon signed a future reserve contract uh, to round out the rest of the tight ends there. Pardon. Wide receivers. uh, Justin Jefferson rated elite, uh, which uh, who like Justin Jefferson? This guy, this guy. Who like Justin Jefferson? This guy, this guy said to take a shot on JJ Jefferson. Oh, man, that's terrible. I'm getting fucking loopy. Ola BC Johnson backing him up, rated slightly above average. Dan uh Dan Chisena, Uh he didn't play he didn't play one goddamn snap. Adam Thielen on the other side actually rated just below uh Justin Jefferson. Didn't quite make elite, was rated just below elite. So still really, really good, but he is getting a little bit older. Uh he's an older wide receiver. He's thirty something now. Uh, without looking it up, I want to say I want to he's actually, maybe he is actually 30. I'm not going to look it up. You look it up. Don't tell me to look it up. You go fucking look it up. K.J. Osborne, uh, the rookie last year, didn't take any snaps. Uh, they just did not want to get him on the field. Uh, he wasn't out because of the injury. They just weren't putting him out there. Uh Chad Beebe has slotted into the uh <laughs> I slotted into the slot. Um rated as average. They still they they need to do something here with their slot wide receivers, but I mean it is more of a run it is still a run based offense. Um so we'll see what happens there. Dan Bailey. Uh remember I was saying about Oren Burks, uh real dark red. Which means he was rated in the 20s. I think he was actually rated like the worst kicker uh, in the NFL. And if you saw how he played, uh, you would probably believe it. All righty. Now we're moving on to the Minnesota defense. We're going to start, of course, on the left end here. we got Daniil Hunter. Uh, he'll be back this season. Coming back from injury. Backed up by Jalen Holmes and DJ Wonham, uh, Who were both slightly below average. Uh Michael Pierce will actually be back. They'll be able to take care uh uh get their free agent acqui- big free agent acquisition from last season, uh back on the field this year. Uh Jaleel Johnson his backup. Uh good God. Red. Red. Don't like it. He hits free agency. He's gone. Uh James Lynch, uh below average, D tackle, Hercules Mata Mata Afa, Um Mata Afa. Mada Motherfucker, Mata Apha. Hercules Mata Oh man. You imagine that dude walking into the room. Hercules Mata Oh my god, I am white. Uh the next D tackle uh slot on the right side. Or the strong side, Charmer Steven. Uh backed up by Arman Watts. Uh both slightly above average there. Odin, <laughs> Odenegbo. Odenegbo. Slightly above average DN. Um, backed up by Jordan Brailford. This is another one of those when they get rated elite like that. Uh, he did not have a high snap count this season, so don't just think that Jordan Brailford is, can take over for <sighs> Odenegbo. All right. Uh, Kenny <laughs> Kenny Willeckis. it looks like WikiLeaks to me. Kenny WikiLeaks, uh, he is the backup. He did not see any snaps this year. Uh, weak side linebacker, you have Ryan Connolly backed up by Troy Die, and both of them need to just go. They need to go. That is a very weak position, uh, both in the red, Troy Die in the 20s, uh, Cameron smith Also backing up both of them, I would probably just go ahead and say even Cameron Smith can probably beat these two assholes out. Eric Hendricks, middle linebacker, backed up by Todd Davis, who came over from Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Free agent acquisition, he is going to be a free agent this year. Uh, Or no, he was traded over here. I can't remember. I think he was traded. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care right now. Let's just keep moving on. Uh, third string middle linebacker Hardy Nickerson, twenties, twenties. Got to get rid of him. I had high hopes for that kid. Um, I was a big Hardy, uh, big Hardy Nickerson fan when he was with Tampa. Um, so I had a, I had a lot of high hopes for his kid, but his kid is not doing shit. So uh, Anthony Barr. Actually was rated slightly below, or was actually rated below average. Um, Should step it up this year if he, hopefully he's not caught. Actually, I kind of want him caught. I take him with the Packers, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Backed up by Eric Wilson, slightly below average, but hitting free agency. And then Blake Lynch, um, rated real, real terrible in the 30s. You can see, right, I mean, when you look at these, that's, think, when you look at these, think back to last season, like where their biggest weaknesses were. And remember, we started attacking uh, Minnesota uh, with running backs, and this is why their linebacking core was shit, was complete shit. Um, All right, moving on to corners. You have on the left side, you have Cameron Dantzler, actually rated really pretty decent. He was rated in the seven, between 70-75 range. Uh backed up by Harrison Hand, uh slightly above average. Dylan Maben, slightly below average. Um so Cameron Dansler, Cameron Dansler was getting burned early, but then later in the year he was playing a lot better. So, Cameron Dansler is probably going to be pretty good for them now. Um I play better than the guy that actually got drafted in front of him, Jeff Gladney, but uh, Jeff Gladney rated slightly below. I'll give him a pass because he's a rookie, but it's still probably a spot that we can attack in year two. We'll have to see what happens in the offseason, see if he actually improves his footwork um, and can track a little bit better. Uh, Chris Boyd is back up, uh, rated as average. Chris Jones in there as well, uh, below average. Mike Hughes at the slot. Uh, rated slightly below average. Safeties. They're going to be hurting at free safety here because Anthony Harris is hitting free agency, rated slightly above average. Uh, George Aloka, uh, his backup, rated in the low 30s, actually. Uh, So, you know, has the regular red. He's hitting free agencies as as well. Their only other backup at free safety is really Miles Dorn, uh, Luther Kirk, who's a future reserve, uh, he could play both spots, but um, he's not quite ready for prime time. At strong safety, you'll have you'll still have Harrison Smith there, uh, rated very well. Uh, Josh Metellus uh, backing him up there, and then last but certainly not least at punter, Britain Colquitt. He needs to colquitt while he's ahead. I need to colquitt these motherfucking jokes. That's what I'm saying. All right, so offensive free agents, they have five. Defensive free agents, they also have five for a total of ten overall. They are $5.1 million over the cap. So not too bad. The Bears are, you know, as far as salary is concerned, are sitting actually the prettiest. Um, the Green Bay Packers are the worst. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with all the contracts and whatnot. So... Uh, I do know that they took Bakhti Ari's uh, bonus. (sighs) How did it go? They took his bonus and spread it out over a couple of years. Like, he's still guaranteed to get it, but they kind of made it in, like, a signing bonus type deal. So that's all done there. NFC North is all done. We are at an hour. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hope I didn't fucking bore everybody to death. But, I mean, it kind of is what it is. It's February. We got to talk. We got to go through this stuff. We got to start, you know, breaking down the bones, you know, all the structures of these teams um, and just start figuring out where these teams are going to attack in free agency, where they're going to attack in the draft. I I don't know what to tell you. It's It's going to be kind of boring, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm making some of this interesting, but if you have, if you have any comments, if you want me to go over stuff, you need to hit me up. Where can you hit me up? Where can you DM me? Where can you DM me? Where can you tell me, D-Roy, I need you to. Jack this shit up a little bit. I need you to put a little bit more panache. I need you to talk about this as opposed to these or with these. Can you handle that? You're just going to have to DM me over on Twitter, Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, or hit me up on Messenger or on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. And with that, the NFC North is done. We will hit the AFC North later this week. Still don't know, maybe probably putting it out Wednesday so you guys have it for Thursday. But with that being said, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you guys later.